What's up, Internet? You're tuning in episode 55 of the Flip Screen Games Podcast, a weekly video game podcast where two best buds from different nations come together to discuss the wide, wide, wide world of video games. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined as always by my very good friend and co-host, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, hello. So, Steve, we are less than a minute into this episode, and I've already lied to the folks, right? Because I said this is a weekly video game podcast, except this week, you're getting two episodes of this show, all right? You're getting today's episode, which is just going to be our normal episode where we're going <laughs> to, crazily enough, we're going to talk about what we've been playing. I haven't done that in months, <gasps> but here we are. We're going to be talking about <laughs> two, count them, two hot new indie games that we've uh, well that I've been playing both of Steve's been playing one and I'm going to convince him to play the other I think uh, they are of course mm. Roller Drome and Cult of the Lamb uh, two hot hot new indie titles that I think it's safe to say have been taking the gaming world by storm we're going to talk about both of them and then on the next episode which we'll post tomorrow if you're listening to this the day it drops. We will be doing a Gamescom opening night special. There is a ton of news that just dropped earlier today from Gamescom opening night. Unfortunately, uh, neither of us were able to check out the show live because it was airing like right in the middle of our work days. So uh, we're going to do this episode today. We'll get all of our reactions for that one done tomorrow, and you'll get those like a day or two later. So, uh, you know. Stay tuned for that one. Go tune in for that. We've got a special Nintendo noise. We'll be reacting to this week's Direct as well. So lots and lots of big news-focused episodes this week. Uh, But that's not what we're here to talk about today. We're here to talk about some video games. So before we do that, let me remind you that this episode of the Flip Screen Games podcast is brought to you by our Patreon producers for the month of August. They are, of course, Christian Oliveria, Christopher Valenz, Gabriel Hasselmeyer, a.k.a. Sobe, Mary Berry, Smokey Shake, Wakahula, and Zaid Ida. Thank you all so much for your support over on Patreon.com slash Flip Screen Games. Y'all are the realest of the real, and we greatly appreciate your support of this and our entire slate of programs. If you want to show your support just like they did, head over to the Patreon, get some awesome perks and goodies, including early access to this show, including access to our Patreon exclusive show, One More Thing, including a bunch of other cool little things you can get, like access to our exclusive Discord channel. And uh, starting in September, just a week a week away now, you'll be getting uh, to vote on main topics for the show and uh, games we'll play over on our Twitch channel. So if you want to get any of that stuff or you just want to go above and beyond to show your support of what we're doing here at Flipscreen, of course, the Patreon is the best way to do that. But if you don't have any money for us, you can head over to flipscreen.games. That's our website where you will find links to all the places we are on the web, our, U- our both of our YouTube channels, our Twitch channel, our Discord. You want to write into the show any way that you choose to get involved, you can find the link to it right there on flipscreen.games. And however you choose to be involved, we're thankful to have you as a member of the community. And thank you for tuning into this week's show. So, Steve, like I said, we're talking about two games. My question to you, do you want to start with the one that you have played or the one that you haven't played? Mm, one that I have played, definitely. Okay, all right. Then we're going to start things off with Rollerdrome. Uh, Rollerdrome, I think... Probably best known 
for being showcased at that PlayStation event a couple weeks, months back. It's from uh, Team 7, the folks behind Ali Ali World and the Ali Ali franchise. And the game is, I think, probably best summarized as being like an action. It's like Tony Hawk meets an action shooter, right? Where the whole game mm-hmm. uh, has this really vibrant, you know, comic book in styled, uh, styled comic book influenced art style that has these really bold colors and um, very like kind of bombastic and almost like a retro like playstation one kind of vibe but like made now it's it's very very unique distinct art style and then gameplay wise you've got kind of the you know the trick based you know tony hawk action mixed with a third person shooter um but it's got like the max Payne style like slow down thing so the whole core gameplay loop is you're on a map and you're doing tricks to uh fill up your ammo you are killing enemies that have like a variety of different guns and weapons and they're trying to attack you and you're taking them out to actually get your combo multiplier up so that means that the tricks that you're doing are worth more points and you know you're running up a multiplier so that you know whatever if you're looking at the screen right now right it's like a 14 at 15x multiplier with like 15k points right so that that'll influence what your final score is at the end of that run there's like floating things you can pick up around the arenas as well, like uh, to boost your combo. So if you, um, rather than just shooting people, you can pick them up. And there's like, you can do trick shots, which will also like boost your combo and things like that. Um, the thing I love most about it is like the backstory that they've given it and the really cool like narrative that this is like some kind of uh, it's like 10 years from now too which I think is hilarious it's like 2033 or whatever and it's like ah yes it's set in in 2030 but it's styled like it's from the 1970s and everyone like shops at shopping malls and things still and um, And it's got that like very uh, like like late 70s early 80s in the font influence and like the mall has that like neon kind of vibe and yeah for sure and then um uh it's like so you you play uh kara hassan and she's like this competitor in uh this this new blood sport that's like taken over the world um where it all takes place in roller drones and you you go around killing the house players um and it's not it's not clear if they're real players i don't think they are like real people i think they are because they sort of fade away though as like their holograms when you kill them um and then reappear like respawn new ones respawn into the arena uh but if you die that's it right at least in in terms of a concept that's that's it you've been defeated and you're out of the uh the blood sport because you're dead (laughs) that's what makes me think that they are real people is like you die yeah i kind of figured they were but i don't know because it conceptually it's really weird because there's no blood right when you shoot them they don't get they don't they don't show blood they don't show that they've been hurt and then they just sort of disappear and they like fade away like, i think that's like just a like a style choice staticking out but and i i really like it i think it's really cool yeah either way because it doesn't it doesn't really matter because you're not massively here for the gameplay yeah there are those narrative sections at the beginning of each of sorry the, you mean, uh, you mean for the story you said for the gameplay yeah 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 you're, yeah, here, you're, for you're the here for the gameplay you're not here for the story like the story's cool and there's these like narrative sections you start the game in like the locker room of the first uh, arena that you're going to and you can look around and read the items as like a computer you can interact with and read through Kara's emails 
uh, and then you can do the same thing at the beginning of uh, a couple of other sections within the game. Uh, and I won't spoil what the the other areas are, but they're really cool. Um, I, I really like the like first person perspective. It's very flat and simplistic, and I absolutely love the art style. I think it's one of the things that drew me to this game first was like wow that art style was incredible it's so stylish um and apparently they was they were had originally shown this game in like 2018 like a concept for it really um yeah like a concept for it with like just blocky 3d characters um and it's progressed to to what we've got today which i think is really cool i I love the direction that they took it i think it's really really great and the music as well the music really goes hand in hand with the art style i liked the music more when i first started playing it i i feel like it's one of the things that i feel like is um i don't want to say like i feel like there's no way for me to say this without it coming off as kind of pejorative but i feel like the music feels less inspired than the art direction if that makes sense you know like it's it's not bad it's serviceable but i remember liking it a lot more in like the first level and then being like oh okay there isn't there's not as much depth to the soundtrack as i kind of think i was to be fair there's but there's not as much depth to the level styles as i would have liked as well like a lot of the styles i don't know how far into the game you you are but the styles I mean, the repeat themselves, right? Third set of them, I think. Yeah, so you'll have done a couple of snowy ones by now, at least. Yeah. There's a couple of, like, the rocky style. There's two in the shopping mall. So it's like the styles of levels, it's like they got the four, set of four styles at the beginning, and then they've just kind of taken those styles, rejig components, move things around to kind of go to the... Um, to, to build out the other levels for the additional ones because it's built out like a competition so you start off in the quarterfinals and you go to the semis um or i guess that's how it works quarter is it or some like intro round quarter semis and then the final that's right i think i don't know yeah you should you watch big show yeah, yeah but i don't know what they call it before the quarterfinals like are they just like i thought it's rounds? the semi like, what do is they it, call mm, them no it's quarter no, then semis it's quarter than semi, but there's a there's a level there's a tier before quarterfinal. Really? Oh, okay. All yeah, because right. it's four tiers, right? Because it's it's. I think like that's just regular competition, levels. though, isn't it? Yeah, but I can't remember what they call it in the game. It has like. A okay, name, like, I see like, what you're saying. Tier. Sorry. Then it's quarter, semi, and then final. Yeah. Well, point being, and it gets progressively worse. Like, have you got to the? Have you got to like the boss levels yet? No. Which I'm excited because I they're this game's tough. Like it's uh. It's surprising how quickly it gets hard. Um, and I feel like, especially if you are the type of person, like, like I think, again, right, if you're like a Tony Hawk person maybe, right, and you are the kind of person who likes arcadey games that are about, like, score chasing and being like, oh, I want to do all the challenges. I want to beat my last score. I want to S rank every level. You'll be playing this game for a while because some of these are tough and, like, um, you know, I can beat every level pretty easily, but it's when I'm like, okay, now I want to do the score chase, and it's like, okay, like, where is everybody on the map, and what's the right order to attack them in, and, like, what is the spot where my ch- where my chain keeps getting broken, right, because I'm taking too long to get back across the map, or, you know, whatever, right, and, like, kind of being like, okay, let me do one more run, one more run, one more run, um, and just trying to be like, okay, all right, let me get a little bit better next time, like, that aspect of it there's is like so all those satisfying. Challenges. 
Like every single level has like a set of challenges that are completely unique to it. Some of them are the same, like collect all five of the combo things, right? Yeah. That's the same or like every single level. there's two that are getting a high score every time, right? And like it's yeah. a different high score, but it's like beat so-and-so's high score of 400,000 mm-hmm. or whatever, right? And it's like, okay, sure. But like right now, the, like I've, I've got it. The majority it, of them. Yeah, like here, I can I can pull this up actually. Uh, I've got it up in the the for the YouTube folks, and it's like collect five tokens, perform a flip near the trick token, uh, eliminate a house player while doing this specific grind. So it's like they're all kind to perform a combo with ten, you know, ten x combo or whatever, right? So there's like a lot of stuff like that. Um, yeah, but some of them get ridiculous in the later levels, like kill two players with like the same shot from a weapon or. Um, unload an entire clip into someone there's like a character that can teleport across the other side of the map and you have to unload kill them before they teleport like stuff like that before they teleport away and it's just and they they are so quick the moment you get near them they're out of there so you really have to like plan it and i don't think it's i'd love to see and i'm sure it is possible but for me it's not possible to do every single challenge while also obtaining like a good score like I feel like I don't think you, it's you meant to, to go into yeah you meant to like go into the level going I'm gonna do this challenge this yeah. time or I'm gonna go do these set of challenges this time like I'm gonna try and get this specific trick that I'm gonna pull or I'm gonna go for the high score this time or the 20x combo yeah because the one thing one of the like in addition to the challenges every level has like a time that they're like this is the time in which you should beat it for the best yeah, score the par time and you can go longer the boys are called par time right yeah yeah and like you can go over the par time but you get penalized for how much over it you are so you can either like do a run where you do everything and get all 10 things or you can do a run where you try to get a good score i really i like i'm sure really really like s rank players could probably do both but you know yeah i've got nowhere near an s rank yet i've had i've I've managed to a rank out all of the top level there's no way I'm getting anywhere near an S rank on any of them. You have to be insanely quick and insanely good to do that. Like some of the levels, it's just like finish a level in 30 seconds or something. And I'm just like, how fast have you got to be to be able to whiz across the map? You have to learn where the players are spawning yeah. and learn a pattern. It's like, go here, go here, go here. It's like dot to dot. Across you have to make a line, you know, like you yeah. have to like know like, OK, like I have to hit this and hit a trick here. And like and I think that's the thing that about this game that I think is actually the most impressive is like how well they've managed to pull that off, because I think it's the type of game that like you see it on paper and you're like, that sounds really fun. But it's also the kind of game that I think I could easily see like the rails getting off of quickly where it's like this game is asking you to do a lot right like you're constantly moving you have to keep doing tricks to make sure you have ammo you need to keep killing people to keep your time up but also to make sure you have more health um and like your score degrades if you're doing the same tricks all the time so it's like there's so much you need to juggle between like okay like like if you're watching on youtube right now right you're on a level where like there's two snipers that are trying to shoot you there's multiple guys with rockets who are trying to get at you every section has a guy with a bat or a pistol or a shotgun or whatever and it's like you're trying to go through all of that and then also complete these objectives and also keep shooting and keep moving and and i think that could easily be something that would just get chaotic to the point of where it's like too hard to follow or it's not fun and and i think there are times where it does get um 
I don't want to say too chaotic, but it, it gets chaotic to the point of being I like... I think it gets overwhelming. Yes, that's a good word for it. But I also think that the more you play, the less that is true, right? Like the first oh, time I was playing, I like, was like, oh, I'm yeah. having so much trouble keeping up with what it's asking me to do. And I kept not like, I, I remember I kept running into the issue where I wasn't doing enough tricks, so I didn't have enough ammo, so I couldn't keep my lines yep. going. And I was like, what the fuck? It's, it's like, like always, you just get in the rhythm of I'm always doing a trick. If I'm not, if I'm moving, I'm yeah, like, I'm jumping and I'm, I'm just twisting in the air right. or I'm going off of something or I'm grinding. I've always got to be doing a trick. The one thing that really tripped me up was I I had this mentality, and it tells you at the beginning you don't have to do it. Is I'm I'm always pressing forward on the stick because uh-huh. that's just like habit for and me. And it fucks up my and tricks. You press, it fucks your tricks right up because it wants you to like push forwards off of the ramp. Whereas uh-huh. if you don't push forwards, you go up in the air. And so it was really screwing my tricks up. That for was a really long messing me up, time, and it took too. me a while to figure it out. But but. Right. I, I bring that up to say, I think that it's a game that really rewards you for learning how to play. Right. Because like you get a couple levels in and you're like, oh, oh, OK, like I see the loop now. Right. Like I see that I need, like you said, every time I'm in the air, if I'm not aiming at somebody, I should be doing a trick so that I'm lining up for my next kill. And like you get in the mindset, too, of like, oh, like actually, I shouldn't kill every single guy who's in front of me because I want to leave some of the low level guys I can kill in one shot. So so that if I'm yeah. traveling between a sniper over here and a guy with a rocket launcher over here, I can kill a couple goons in between and keep my run going. So, like, I feel like the game does a really good job of, like, yeah, it's a little overwhelming at first, but it teaches you everything clearly enough and sets you up to be like, hey, like, learn what the purpose of each of these individual actions are and then link them together so that, like, you're constantly having one thing feed into the other, right? You're doing tricks to make sure you have more ammo. You're getting kills to make sure you have health and that you're keeping your line going and you're getting a higher score and you're, you know, maybe checking some of the boxes and, like... I think that that's really hard to do and do well to take all these different random things and marry them so well and have the game feel be right. Have it feel the way you want it to feel like Tony Hawk, right, is always like I think the the gold standard of which like these kinds of extreme sports games are, are measured by. Right. And it's like you play Tony Hawk and it feels right. Right. Like you do. Any action you take in that game, you're like, right, this is I, this did what I thought it was going to do. It behaves the way I thought it was going to. And I think that's always the thing that makes or breaks games like this for me. And this game feels great. I think aside from one or two things that are like quirky, right? Like the thing you said of like you're going up and if you push forward, you go over the ramp instead of going up and turning back around like you normally would. In like, and I don't know how you, you get used solve to that, that other than like you could, you, you could maybe use the other stick to do the tricks instead of doing that same stick that you're pushing around with, like maybe that would solve the problem. But I also feel that that would add complexity to it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I think it's I, just a thing you, you need to get out, used to. Like, yeah, this is how this works. Don't like, do that. Yeah. And it's not the same as, as other skating games, which I think is why it was so weird to me. Cause it's not something I experienced in yeah. like Tony Hawk or skate or jet set radio. It is unique to this, but maybe Ollie Ollie's like that. I don't know. I haven't played it. I mean, that's even um, a whole other thing because it's like a side-scroller. So it's like that's mm-hmm. a whole other conversation as well. Um, but but I, I, think I think they really nail the feel of the skating thing and they get that down well. I think the only thing about it that I, I, I do wish that maybe the trick book was a little bit more complex. There's not that many tricks. But you know what, though? Like, 
there are quite a lot of tricks. There's like 27 different are. combos, I think, between like, because each grab. You can do double on both of them. Right. So like you can do left, left, and right, right, up, up, down, down. Right, right. So it's left. It's like left grab, those... left, left grab, down, grab, down, down, grab. Yeah. Then there's also the flips that you can do, but there's really only like four of those that you can do. Um, well, each, every single one of the, the, the grabs has a flip version, has a ver flip variant. True. And then there's like the same again for grinds, but you can also like, depending on how many degrees of turn you've done, I don't know. I, I, I feel like it's enough for me and I never felt like I, I got bored. The, the no. thing that. I got in the habit of was like I would always be doing like a melancholy or something. And That's like, the I'd thing. Like yeah, habit, I feel like I'm like always doing the right. same couple tricks because of how much the game is asking of me in other departments. I'm not like yeah. having that. But that's scene. on me. That's on me sure. to like get better at because like I should be improving upon that because like once you get in the swing of things and you know everything like that is where i think you can improve yeah. is like i want to get the biggest score by doing the most number of tricks i, I guess i just wish like a really high combo i guess i just wish i had a few more options because like there are a little there are a couple things that are like oh this isn't like tony hawk in a way i wish it was like i wish that there was so, like like grinding for example right when you grind in that game in this game right in roller drum uh, there's no balance so like when you grind it's you cement stick and you just go forward and like you can do different mm -hmm. grinds but you can't switch what grind you're doing mid grind you have to jump and then grind again uh, you don't speed up when you grind which is really how they're used in Tony Hawk is to like get momentum and then like keep your line going so like I wish you do, I think you do speed up to some well mm. you speed up you seem to speed up by doing tricks in general yes but with and grinds, I think grinding is one of them you're just but like you just count. you land and then you go and it's like it's not yeah. it's not that increase in velocity and like if you're going fast and you start grinding and you're already fast you slow down like I, I I I do wish that there was maybe between grinding or like like a manual equivalent or something like that where like you could do more linking tricks so that you weren't constantly forced to be in the air to do tricks because that was something early on I struggled with where it would be like oh like I don't have like I'm mid jump right now and I, I'm running out of bullets so I got to do more tricks but like I'm already landing so it's like it's definitely a strategy thing. Don't get me wrong. You can learn it's, around it's doing those things. Like, but... It's giving you a bullet every single time you're doing a rotation in the air, though. So you can do the like slow down time thing by holding down right. the left trigger. And it's because uh, you can do the same thing when you're grinding. Like I'll constantly be on like a rail and like shooting at one of those guys with the big yeah. guns. He's yeah. just like stood by the rail. Um, and you can you can do that, which I think is really cool. One thing I did want to say before we get too away from the overwhelming thing is I think this game did such a good job with its like tutorials that it didn't make it super boring and mundane, mm -hmm. but it eased you into learning what the game was, and it didn't throw everything at you all at once. Like you'll do a level, and then it'll come back and be like, okay, now we, now you've figured out jumps and grinds and shooting. We'll introduce another mechanic to you, which is like wall riding. Right. Now you've done that. Here's another weapon. We're going to introduce how you change weapons. And here's how you do like the special maneuver on that weapon because each weapon has its own different special way of operating. It's and I like I, that as well. Something I like about that as well is that like the weapons are progress gated, but the other things aren't. That really bothers me in video games where it'll be like, 
oh, now you have wall riding. And it's like, why didn't I have it before? Like, it's fine if you don't explain it to me right away because you don't want to overwhelm me with options. But like, I don't like when the games like arbitrarily disable your, oh, you can't grind until we teach you how to grind. It's like, why? Like, that's, that's annoying, right? Like if I know, or if I figure it out, like I should be able to just do it, you know? Um, so I, I like that about it too. Like it, it gates things meaningfully, it feels like, right? Where it's like, okay, like learn how to use the pistols to combo. All right, cool. This is the shotgun level. Now you can learn how to do that. And then you can go back to the old levels and be like, okay, now you can try them with everything you've unlocked and work on getting a higher score and, and doing the challenges. And I think that that encourages replaying as well, because like you're, you do want to go back and be like, Oh, like let me try the first mission with the grenade launcher now. And like, it's totally different, you know, like that is rewarding mm -hmm. and really cool. Yeah. I, I really liked that. And yeah, I was, I was blown away when I got to the level and it's like right now proceed to the next area. And I'm like, what? There's another area. And you go to the next area and it's just like this, this big old boss battle that you're in and it, I was just like wow I did not expect that and it was really really it was a really cool moment which I really liked and I, I there's something about this game that I keep playing I don't think it's a perfect game by any means but it's it's firmly on my game of the year list now yeah like I the, agree the style of gameplay I can't stop I can't stop playing I it's got that thing that you need from a game like this where it's you know one more run arena basis one more one more run one thing, more yeah. this is the run let me do one, one more one thing i'd really love is an online multiplayer version of this game i think it would be so fun yeah it would be really nice if there was like um either like two of you are on the screen and you're competing for a score and there's like a limited number of guys for you to fight or like even like a time it's like a score attack thing where it's like we're playing against each other and I have my screen and you have your screen and we're not interacting but like we're competing for high score or like graffiti mode or something like some of the stuff that you you know you know from like your Tony Hawks or whatever um yeah because it's just fun like it's a really fun score chasey type arcade game and those are always fun when you can be like oh that's your best score let's look at my best score like oh oh you beat my score I gotta beat your score now like yeah, even like a leaderboard would be really would be cool really nice. Compare against your friends, just being able to see where you rank and how good you're doing. Yeah, or maybe even have some kind of built-in replay functionality. I don't, I don't know. I, I think it's, I think it's a really special game, and we, you know, we've not unlocked that that locked mode. There's a mode behind the campaign which I think just makes the levels harder. It's like Bloodhound mode or something. It's called. I can't right. remember the, the name. Um, I think it's just like a, an extra hard version of the game. But like you said, this game is, is challenging enough. If you're a, a, skate, a skate game fan, I think you will be challenged with this because the shooting adds in that extra mechanic. And when you nail it, you have that sense of like euphoria that it gives you that best sense that you get from any video game, which is like, I feel like a, an absolute hero. Yeah. Like I, I got that when I was playing through like Marvel Spider-Man and you're like swinging through the city and you like jump off and he does like a roll and like yeah. fucking shoot, like bashes someone around the face with like a grate or whatever. If like you get that same feeling from this, it's like, oh, I'm slowing down time in midair as I'm spinning and I'm shooting one guy and then I'm spinning to reload my weapon and then I'm shooting another guy and then I'm like landing on the floor and I'm perfectly dodging like a snipe at the exact same time and I've got all that done and now I'm in like super reflex time because I managed to like time it completely perfectly so now I can like do like a mass combo attack and it's just it's so good it's really really good I uh so two things on that note one is if you didn't catch it um, I I streamed my first playthrough 
uh, of the game on Twitch, and it's over on the Flip Screen Live channel, which you should go check out if you haven't already. That's our new um, sister channel where we put the VODs of all of our Twitch streams up. And you can watch me have that moment in real time the first time I, like, did a good combo. And I was like, oh, like, holy crap, this is fun. Like, this is really cool, you know? And, like, it gives you that, like, hot, like, it's got that hot, like, you know, Matrix moment of just, like, you're like, oh, man, like, this is so badass, you know? And it really it really mm. steeps itself in that kind of energy of just you being like, Jesus, I feel like such a badass right now right like I, it's such a cool setup right of like you just you know especially even like the intro to the game right you come out of that first person section and you walk in and then it just oh, yeah. immediately snaps and you're skating into the rink and it's then like that, and that super wide angle lens yeah it's so dope it's just got such a good it's got such a good feel, like you said. It's I wouldn't say it's a perfect game, right? There are things I could I could point to and be like, ah, this could feel better. I'd love if they did this this way or whatever. But like by and large, like I think this game slaps. I think it has a great artistic direction. I think it's extremely fun. I think it's unique. Like there's not another game like it for my money. Um, it's it's a fucking good game, and it, it's definitely you 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 said it was a special game. And I definitely agree with that. I think there are a lot of games that hit, right? And it's like, oh, this is good, not great. And, you know, it, it you you, mem- you remember it however much you're going to remember it based on that, right? Where it's like, there are some games where it's like, ah, it's not great, but for fans of the genre, it's fantastic, right? Or something like that, right? Like, I think of, like, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy for me last year was a real, like, this game's pretty mid, but I really fuck with it, and I love it, right? Whereas this, to me, is like, yeah, like, it might not be a 10 out of 10, right? Because I think there are things that um, could be tightened up, but, like, when it comes to, to, like, style and direction and personality, I think it is perfect. I think it's such a fucking visually and stylistically distinct game i can't point to any like and that's why when it's like oh what, what kind of game is it? like well it's like tony hawk meets max Payne, i guess i don't know like it's 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 roller drum and that in and of itself especially i think coming from a smaller team really really deserves to be lauded because like there are so many video games that are like oh this is good for this genre this is good this is fine whatever like there are so few ideas that are really, really, truly fresh and unique and, and are this well executed. Um, and I really want to give them their their flowers for that because I, I'm with you. This game's definitely on the short list for game of the year for me. I don't think it'll be my game of the year, but I would be very surprised if it wasn't in my top five. Definitely will be in the mm-hmm. top ten. Um, I think this game slaps. And for what it's worth, uh, if you are a Steam Deck fan... Like Steve and I, first of all, go check out our Steam Deck podcast. Episode two went really well. Thank you all for tuning in, and thank you for the support. Thank you to the new folks. This game runs perfectly on Steam Deck. It runs 60 FPS uh, locked on Steam Deck, and it it's perfect. Like out of the box, you have to change yeah, a thing. I've it even ran it. I've even ran it like docked to my TV at 720p, and I've had no issue with Kicks it whatsoever. Ass. And with FSR, like you, you know, it scales up. It's such a a great art style and i feel like this is going to be one of those styles 
like Breath of the Wild was that just inspires so many other games. And I think we're probably going to see this style again and again and again, probably in like two or three years time when the, those development studios have been able to match this style. And, and I'm looking forward to it. You know, I really love this style. I really love this game. And I, I think, like I said, I think it's something special. And I think it's something to, to be praised at like 100%. And I'll say two more things about it. Um, and one of them is, uh, is I guess, like an ad. So I will say the disclaimer that um, Private Division, the publisher, did provide Steve with a code. I paid for my own copy of the game. So take it with a grain of salt. But we did get a code. Um, the game right now, until the 30th, is on sale for 20 bucks instead of 30 I think if you're at all interested, you should go pick it up at this introductory price. I think $20 yeah, is, a, is a really good price up. for it. And I think it's a game that's well worth your time. And I think like if any of what we said piqued your interest or you saw the trailer and you think it might be for you, pick it up. Like if you're into the whole score chasing arcade thing, if the, you know, slow down like action of it, like any of that sounds like it's your jam. I think you're really doing yourself a disservice if you don't try this game. I think this is going to be, unfortunately, I think it will probably be an indie game that gets slept on compared to some of the other bigger releases this year. Like, I wouldn't be surprised to not see this on the shortlist for, like, indie game of the year later this year. And I think that will be a mistake. Yeah, I think I could see it, though. I think it's probably going to be in consideration for um, some Game of the Year awards. Maybe it's some Game Awards, I should say. Maybe it won't be up there for Game of the Year, but I think this is probably in contention for the best sport game released this year. Like we, we're not going to have like a That's Forza or anything this year. Yeah. And I feel like this could be up there for like the best sport I hope games so. released I hope this so. year, even if it is like an action game. Because I, 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 I think this game is great, and I've definitely seen good press about it, but I feel like it's I don't see a ton of people in my timeline talking about it. So I hope it doesn't get lost in the shuffle. You know, and I, like if, yeah, you I know. Mean, it, it may, may have got overshadowed by the other game that you, you're playing or yeah. a ton of other games around this, this time of year, like September's looking stacked. It's a really well. aggressive time of year. So, yeah. So, I, you know, I recognize all that, but I think... Um, I feel like I'm not doing my due diligence as the host of your, hopefully your favorite video game podcast. If I'm not telling you that you need to go pick up this game. Like if you vibe mm-hmm. with the kind of games that we like and anything we said uh, is, is your jam, then do yourself a favor, grab it. So let's talk about the next game on our list. This is the game uh, that I've been playing. Um, the, I think arguably the indie game of the moment right now definitely seems to be lighting uh, quite a few people uh, ablaze um, and I guess that is a pun because yeah there's a lot of a lot of fire in this game but uh, Cult of the Lamb so Cult of the Lamb feels like a game we've been talking about for forever right um, we've seen a lot of yeah. it it's finally you know had a, it previewed really well a couple weeks ago it's finally available for everybody and um, it's funny because when it was previewed i remember you tried it out on the steam um the summer it was on the next fest summer tried next out fest. The, the demo on it and, and to be fair they didn't have a lot there it was like a 20 minute demo mm-hmm. and like you never really got to the point where you're properly building out your cult or anything like that i i don't know it was it what it didn't massively hook me and i and i know that you love it and i know that zade one of our Patreon producers absolutely loves it as well, and he's been trying to get me to 
to pick it up as well. So I want you to convince me. Why is this game special? Why is this game like the game of the moment? What What is it all about? So I'm going to start by saying this game is on my shortlist for game of the year. Um, I have really been enjoying it. I've played quite a bit of it. Uh, to give you an idea of where I am, um, so the game the game is very very similar to Moonlighter, um, which was a game that we both really really loved a couple of years ago. Great game. You can play it for free on Netflix now. <laughs> so <laughs> that means anything to you. Go check it out. My um, God. Okay. Weird, right? I noticed that last night. Um, that game. Right, the the big hook is you're a like a shopkeep, right? Uh, and at night you're going out and doing dungeon crawling, roguelike segments. And then during the day you run a shop and you like build out a little town. It's very similar to that, but in the way that that game is like very very wrapped up in the whole like you're running the shop. You're not really running the town, right? Like, it's just, like, you you spend money to build out the town, but you're not controlling it. This is far more on the sim management side of things. So, like, the games like, you know, uh, like Little Root or, you know, um, I'm trying to think of some other good examples of, like, towny control sims. Um... Can you think of any other ones? Like you play a lot of these kinds of games. Like, I'm I'm trying to think of another one, like Little Root or something I, I, like that. Not the ones where, like, where you like manage a town. So like, what what kind of things do you have to do in it? So there are there's kind of like three. There's a lot of systems in the game, which is I think why I'm struggling to like choose one to jump off of. But the the two major systems, right, which then break down into some subsystems, are the roguelike stuff where you are this lamb that is supposed to be part of this prophecy for this, like, basically the devil, right? And these old gods um, have trapped the devil. We're just going to call him... I think he's the one who waits is his name. Uh, And the prophecy is supposed to be that a sheep is going to come and overthrow all the old gods, and then the one who waits will take over the world, right? So they kill you because you're supposed to be the last sheep. They've eradicated all the other sheep, you're the last one, the lamb, whatever. So they they what, kill you, come you. Back or something? and yeah, the one who waits brings you back to life. And he's basically like, "Hey, you're now my avatar, and I'm gonna make it so that you're not dead. But you have to serve me, and you need to start a cult in my name, and you need to overthrow all these other gods, and and then I, yeah, I'm gonna take over the world." And that's that's the mm-hmm. the the framing device of the overall experience. There are four different old gods that you have to defeat, and they represent the four different dungeons. Each dungeon is randomly generated. There's like I think eight rooms on each floor, and basically what you'll do is it'll be like you go through, you beat the first room, and then you end up on a map in the dungeon, and you have to pick what room you're going to go to next. And like one room, you might get like a new follower. One room, kind of like Hades. Yes, and one room, you might get a new follower. And followers are like you know um, a resource, basically. And I'll explain the systems that they interact with in a minute. But then you can also get like food for your for your followers, or like lumber to like build you know uh, buildings, or like stone or whatever. Um, 
So that's like the basic loop of the roguelike stuff. And there's like tarot cards that you unlock as you go and they give you different perks. And it's like very similar to Hades in that way, right? Like if you're familiar with Hades with like you get a weapon and you get cards and those dictate what skills you have and how well you do and how far you get. That's where like the random roguelite stuff comes in. So then on the the city sim side of things, right, that with your followers, you use your followers as like your primary resource. Because one of the main things, like the way that you level up your character is by faith. So there's kind of like two ways that that works where like um, there's like general satisfaction, right? So like your followers, right? Like they can get hungry. They can get sick. They each have individual traits that impact their personality. So like one of the things you can do is like sacrifice a follower, right? And you might have some villagers uh, who are like, anytime you sacrifice a follower, that scares them. So you lose like 10 satisfaction. But you could also have a follower whose thing is that they're like a zealot, right? And anytime you sacrifice somebody, they're like, fuck yeah, like, yes, amazing. So it goes up. So like, there's all these different, like, there's some where it'll be like, oh, like, if you, if a, if a follower dies, right, because they can die of old age, they can die of illness, they can die from you killing them, you can butcher them and then feed them to your followers, and, like, that's a perk that you can choose from leveling up your cult, where you can be like, everybody is a cannibal, so every time they eat a follower, they gain more faith, and they gain more happiness or whatever, right? And... Uh, as you gain faith, you invest that to level up your character and it'll be like every time you spawn at the beginning of one of the roguelike sections, you have a stronger weapon, right? Or you have more special abilities that you can use or, you know, whatever, right? You have more health when you when you spawn. Um, and then there are also like... Um, uh, Things you can unlock, like new buildings and and new like works that you can basically unlock through building out your faith and upgrading your cult. So like one of the things that happens is villagers have to go to the bathroom, right? And in the beginning of your cult, right, like you only have access to like low quality food. So it's like more likely to make them go to the bathroom right away. And if you don't have an outhouse, they just go to the bathroom on the floor. And if you don't clean that up, that makes like that lowers the hygiene of the whole thing of the place, which can then get everybody sick and they can die or they Love can. That. That's just that's just like um, two point hospital. Yeah. Or like SimCity or like Tropico or any of those kinds of things. Um, so part of it is the like making your town more efficient. Right. Like in the early game, I was spending less time doing the roguelite stuff and more being like. How do I build a machine that's sustaining so that, like, I have enough food to feed my villagers, that I have enough uh, lumber so that I can build new buildings, that I have enough fertilizer so I can fertilize my crops, right? Whatever. So, like, a lot of it is that kind of management, like, how do I build a better home? And then you go and do the roguelite stuff to get more resources and level up and advance. And, you know, like, you'll hit a point where you're like, okay, cool. Like, I'm trying to build this thing and I don't have enough coins. Like, I should go do a run and make some money, right? Or like, oh, like, we're running low on food. Let me do a run and I'll make sure I try to go to a room with with food so I can get food resource. Or it, like, it looks like, because I'm, I'm watching some footage, um, and it looks like some of the... There's like special conditions that you can put on a run, like chest drops, food, and not gold. That will happen based um, on rooms that you go to. So sometimes you'll go to a room where it'll activate a perk like that. 
and it'll be like, oh, this is just what happens now. Okay. Um, so it's like and another some of them modifier of your run. I'm sorry? Like some of them negatives? Um... Like, could you go in a room and it'd be like, yes. you know, you get you get half gold or something. I, I I remember getting one where it was like every time you took damage, uh, you got like decaying damage or something like that. So like there are like things like okay, yeah, they're not usually negative, but I think there are some that are negative. I also haven't. I'm only on That's the so second uh, boss, so I don't know if the third and fourth one have more detrimental perks and stuff like that, as it gets harder, I would imagine and, they do. And do the bosses, do the bosses work in the same ways they do in, in Hades and Moonlight? Or I guess Hades and Moonlight are different, right? Cause in Hades, you've got to do it all in one big stretch and then you get to the end and that's it and you're out. In Moonlight, uh, you had different, um like dungeons you unlocked like you would complete one dungeon you would do the boss that was it and then you moved on to the next dungeon and in the each dungeon had like a bunch of different levels and they're like little mini bosses and then when you got to the end you could like could, com- you could defeat that boss and you would have completed that dungeon how does it work in call of the lamb like is it one dungeon you've got to do it all in one hit is the other bosses random so, or is it you know, similar to like Hades? It's more akin to Moonlighter, I would say, because there are the four different bosses, and each one has their own door, right? That like starts their run, and the way that it works is it's exactly like Moonlighter. Yes, uh, but the sub bosses are built into it. So, like um, the first one is called like Darkwood, for example, right? And the main bad guy of that one is called Leshy. But to get to him, you have to beat two other sub-bosses. So the way that it works is you'll go through a whole run, and at the end of the run, rather than getting to like the final boss, you get to sub-boss number one, and then the second time you do it, you get to sub-boss number two until you beat sub-boss number okay, two. Okay, so you can't... So I can't go through, like, do sub-boss one, sub-boss two, and defeat the final no. main boss in one when you, run? when you beat sub-boss one... Um, you'll get to a, a door basically, and it has the main like Leshy, right? I said is the big is the big bad in the first one. It'll be a door with Leshy's face on it, and it'll show you you beat one. There's two more to go, right? And you got to beat all the mini bosses before you're okay. able to fight him. Um, and when you fight him, then once you've beaten it, that's that's dusted. And then every time you replay it, you could just fight him right away. Like, not right away. You have to still go through the thing, but you don't have to fight the mini-bosses, is my point. And uh, they get harder once you've beaten them, so that, like, there is still an incentive for you to go back and re-beat the ones you've beaten before, right? Like, if, like, I had a situation last night where, like, uh, a bunch of my followers got old all at the same time, and once they become seniors, they're not, they can't work anymore, um, so I had like three or four people who I had like doing important jobs that got old right away. And I was like, shit, yeah, well, that's okay. when you sacrifice them and it's fine. Well, you or can, you yeah. Up and you feed them. And like, you can do that. Um, when they die, you can either just butcher them or you can bury them. And then like, there's like a bunch of ways you can take advantage of that where it's like, if you butcher them, you can feed them to the people and that has a bunch of effects. Yeah. Uh, or you can like make a grave and if people go and like, mourn at the grave like you can collect faith that way so it's like you can leverage it in a lot of different interesting ways um 
But point being, I was like, shit, all these people are getting old. I need more new followers. So I'm going to go back and do a run of the first level because I'll get through it fast and I can just run it two or three times and specifically go to rooms where I'll get new followers and I can get more of that resource that way. Um, so it's not randomized? The rooms are always the same? No, it is randomized, but you get like when I when you go it shows you like there's a picture of a follower it, sh- it shows you a map and it'll be like this room has okay. a follower in it this room has fruit this room has wood this room has a battle right and you can like make choices based on what resource you need because like uh, bones are a resource that you get from killing enemies and like that's something you can use in rituals so like if I'm trying to do a ritual and I know I need more bones I can be like okay I only want to go to rooms that have enemies in them because I want bones or like I know I need more followers so I'm gonna intentionally go down this path because the first room is a fight and then the next room is a follower and then the next room is the boss right or something like that and you can kind of plan a route that way based on what resources you're trying to acquire Okay, makes sense. It's interesting. I've not played a. Uh, I think I've played a roguelike where it shows you the whole map beforehand. And it's, most of them, it's like random, right? Yeah, and that's the and thing you, you is you don't it, know what's coming. It is still random. It is random, but it's showing you on the map exactly, so you can plan a route through. But it's interesting too because it's also like there's the map of the route, but then there's also like. Let me try and explain this. It's like a phase, right? So it's like phase one. Is just the 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 run that you start from, and in phase one there are eight rooms that you that have randomly spawned on that floor. Mm-hmm. Then you go to phase two, and and on that map it's a randomly spread. Oh, I can go to this room or I can go to this room, but then within that, if you go to a room with battles, it's another eight random tiles. So like even though you know oh, okay. you're going playing betrayal a house on the hill on a yes on like a virtual like version, and with the the battle stuff, right? Like with the followers or with like the fruit or whatever, those are always only like one room. Like the follower, you go into a room and either it's a follower who's there by themselves and they're like, oh no, like these bad guys came and killed my village. Can I join your cult? Or they're about to be sacrificed by a group of the old gods worshipers and you just kill all of them and then you can take them and indoctrinate them and the one guy into your cult or whatever. Um, so those are like the same every time, but like the battle tile, like if you go to a room where you're like, I'm going into a battle zone, that's eight random tiles. And those are totally random because like, yes, there will be enemies in most of those rooms, but it's not limited to that. Like I said, there are tarot cards that you get that are like the Hades cards of giving you abilities. That's one of the random rooms that can spawn is like, oh, there's, like, the the tarot card reader, and, like, you'll go to that room, and there's no enemy, and you just get a tarot card from him. And then if you have gold, you can buy a second tarot card. So, like, I could roll two cards and be like, oh, cool, now I have these abilities for when I go and fight the boss, right? Or you can find, like, a room that has a treasure chest in it, and it just has a bunch of resources. Or, like, you can find a room where there's just three tarot cards on the ground, and you can just take all three of them. And, like, so there there is, like, a real risk-reward there where, like, you know what you're going to get, if you choose the follower room, but if you choose like a room with a question mark, you get a random event. Or if you choose the battles, like you might get some resources that you wouldn't have found otherwise that are like really valuable. So it, it it's random enough that you're not you're not constantly like, oh, I know, I know what I'm gonna do. I know what I'm gonna do, right? Like it keeps it fresh. But I don't think it's intimidating, which is good. Good God, I'm 
Uh, do you know what? I hate you right now because I really want to play this game. It sounds so fun. It's because it's really good, Steve, and I think I you'd know. love it. It's great. I, I really like uh, it. The t yeah, I think I'm going to have to pick it up this week. Um, I'm actually streaming some of this with Zaid on his channel on Monday. So go check out twitch.tv slash snack you go. And the fuck, where's my invite? I'm the one actually playing this game. He's the, he wants to sell me on this game, so see how I'm going to see some footage for him playing it, and we'll see. I'm curious, though, Pete, what did you call your cult? Cult of the screen. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I, I think by the sounds of it, this um, seems firmly on your game of the year list. Definitely. And it's crazy that it's only August and we're already talking about like two possible contenders for game of the year. We're coming up to a really stacked September, October. You know what's fucked up, Steve? Is... Additional announcements from today. There are th mm, four games on my shortlist for game of the year that have come out in the last like 30 days. <laughs> right, it's crazy. And I know uh, Return to Monkey Island's out in September now. They've given the release date for that. Splatoon 3's out. Monkey Island, just, really Splatoon 3, uh, God of War, Ragnarok. What else do we have on the horizon? There's a couple really good contenders left. Sonic Frontiers. How could you forget that? I think we both know why I forgot that. <laughs> There's uh, the Callista Protocol, which I'm really excited about in December. Probably not it's one really for good. me, but that's a definitely a banger. Like That's a big release on yeah. the horizon. Like. What else is left? Is there... I'm trying to think. Advance Wars, if that's still coming. <laughs> if it comes out, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, uh, there was a bunch. There's an absolute bunch of stuff coming in September. I'm pulling it up right now if I can. What else we got? What else we got? Mm, scrolling. Give me one second here. Oh, Saints Row just came out as well, but that didn't. Um, that didn't nope, so not hot, that one. Not that one. That is reviewing uh, really like the. <laughs> yeah, we got Last of Us Part One next month as well. That That's is true. Out if people haven't played The Last of Us, right around the corner on that one, which is cool. Um, Slime Rancher Two. You excited for that one? Tentatively. That was the first one. Was a game I always wanted to play and just like never did. You know, but it, definitely hmm. my jam. And when when's when's the official like season one multiverses? Like when's that coming out of early now. access? That got it, delayed. Uh, right? Season one it's was out. last week. It's it started, and then this like literally today they just dropped a new patch because they just added a new character. They added Morty from uh, Rick and Morty. Um, oh okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean multiverses is going strong. On for season one. Okay. I think they just announced. I think that they have like. I think they're at a two hundred average, two hundred million average players or something like that. It's like a really high number. It's mental. Um. That's yeah, mental. it's doing great. Like they're they got to be really happy with that. Um. October's looking stacked. So we got Overwatch two. Uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns was meant to be out. That's delayed to next year. Mario Rabbids, uh, Plague Tale Requiem, Personas obviously come into Game Pass and other platforms. Um, so that's the big October game oh, that we'll be um, probably covering over here. Soul Hackers oh, 2. Stella's coming in November. Soul Hackers 2 comes out in a couple days. That's mm -hmm. that other game from Atlas. Um, Ooblets we've got I've coming. Got Skull and Bones. Oh, Ooblets, I forgot about that. Temtem. -tem. PC release on Steam, but yeah. 
yeah, that's true. Temtem hits 1.0. That's coming. Um, yeah, I Pokemon, mean, Scarlet Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Yes, that's that's also true. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, it's uh, Gotham Knights. Is oh, a, and Dragon, oh wait, no, Dragon Quest Treasures. Did Gotham, Gotham Knights, Knights is that is, got delayed? It was due, right? Did it get delayed? Did it get delayed? I don't know. Everything's either delayed or it's coming in October. It's coming in October. Nope, not delayed. Yeah. Uh, we've got, yeah, that we, we got that. We've got Overwatch 2. We've got um, Plague Tale Requiem. We've got the new Ghostbusters multiplayer mm-hmm. thing. Um, Mario plus Rabbids. Is that delayed? <gasps> no, that's not delayed. That's that's coming out. That's coming Spawn. out in October as well. That like one with the like gross, horrible, like it looks like you're inside of a human. <laughs> And then there's, uh, like you said, we've got P5 Royal, we've got um, Bayonetta 3, we've got New Tales from the Borderlands, uh, we've got the Resident Evil Village expansion. Oh shit, yeah, the DLC, and also the the third person mode, so I'm yeah. going to be playing Resident Evil Village for the first time. We've got Harvestella, which we're going to see more of at the Nintendo thing later this week, we've got Skull and Bones, which I'm sure will be terrible, we've got Sonic Frontiers, <laughs> we've got... Uh, Goat Simulator 3, we've got um, that new Warhammer game, Callisto Protocol, Hello Dragon, t- or Hello Neighbor 2, Dragon Quest Treasures, just so much. And, like, d- d- assume that none of the other games that could come, right, like, or stuff that's been delayed or that we don't have a date for or whatever, right? Like, there's a lot more that could get added to that list, but say... Fuck that. None, nothing gets added to that list. It's like 10 more fucking 15 more games that are like, depending on who you are, some of them are like definite bangers. And some of them are like, yeah. well, if you're, you know, if you're if you're a, a builder, creative type person, then, you know, like this game will speak to you. If you're like, you know, you like the action, you like the horror, you like this, you like that. Like there's at least two, three more big releases, I think, for pretty much anybody on this list. Um, and I feel like I already have a oh, that, pretty solid that top five. Pictures got a date as well, didn't it? New Dark Pictures anthology, the, uh, the Devil in Me. That's got a release oh, date. Oh, well, by the so way, I can't remember what it is. Uh, by the way, we don't have time to talk about it because we're we're getting near the end here. I played the Quarry. Uh, oh, uh, I'm gonna I'll, I'll say this and I'll leave it at that for now because I want you to play it. Maybe we do a spoiler cast. I yeah. think it is the best game that Supermassive has ever made. Okay. I think it awesome. is better than That's Until Dawn. To know. And, yeah, I, and you know. Nothing has matched Until Dawn until this battle. You this know I, I really fuck with Until Dawn. I love that game. And I think this game is decidedly better than it, which is, that says a lot, I think. It kicks ass. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, dude. Like, I, I'm going to struggle. I think with the top 10 this year, I really am. Cause like it went from yeah. being a like, Oh, there's like nothing this year. I'm just playing all these old games and just chilling. And then now I'm like, I'm juggling four game of the year contenders. right now. Yeah. I feel like we're going to have to be choosy in what games we both play to, to kind of figure out if it's worth the other one playing. I'm going to, I think I'm going to miss a lot of them too because I'm losing a whole yeah. week and change for my wedding and my honeymoon and stuff where I'm not going to play any of this shit. So and, Xeno, and, and Xenoblade, I guess you haven't really been able to touch the sides on. With oh, I've been playing a lot games. of it. 
Oh, have you? That's yeah, good. I'm keep, but I, but it's also like not as much as I would have if I wasn't also playing Multiverses and Roller Drum yeah. and Cult of the Lamb, right? So like that game has become the game that when I want to sit down and play a game on my TV, that's what I'm playing, and all of the other games I'm playing are on Steam Deck. So, um, it's nuts though. I mean, uh, Xenoblade, Multiverses, Roller Drum, and Cult of the Lamb are all on my shortlist for Game of the Year. And I'm playing them all right now. We've got one more space left. Oh, we're doing a top ten. Pokemon's not up there. No, we're doing Pokemon a top ten. We're doing a top ten, okay. Steve. <laughs> we have to, because <laughs> because Horizon <laughs> is also on that list. That's already five. Pokemon Arceus is on that list. That's six. I'm assuming. No, like all like Arceus could get boot, booted if the other Pokemon's because I don't think you should have two Pokemon games on the same. Uh, if they're if they're both slap, then that's not my fault. Right, like, talk, take it yeah. up with Game Freak, buddy. I don't know, because yeah. <laughs> to me, Ar- Ar- Arceus is like my. It is in my top three favorite Pokemon games. Mm. So, like, that has to then be. Then it's rewarded. definitely got to be on the list. Has to be rewarded. It has to be. Um, I mean, like, that's six right Plus there. It sounds like from the the talk that Game Freak's doing, right? Where it's talking about. Well, uh, it was at um, it's at Gamescom talking about yeah, the cloud uh, assets and two different competing projects and mm-hmm. stuff and different play styles and things. It sounds like it's probably going to be less of the open world catching in with yeah. seeing all the monsters out and about. I think that aspect will probably. Oh, I think you'll probably still see them in the overworld, but I think it's going to be bad. It'll be like a, a full on battle. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that's probably which is a shame. Yeah, I think that is going to be a disappointment, but I, we'll see. Right, They're, they could do enough other things that balance that out for me, right? Because yeah. like I loved that loop in Arc in Arceus, but I was frustrated by the lack of trainer battles. So like, you know, we'll see, right? Maybe they'll serve two different masters there, and it'll it'll be cool enough. Um, but I mean, right? So say that those six are already on my short list, right? Then it's like I'm sure I'm forgetting something else that I played that I liked. Didn't the Quarry come out this year? That's on my list. So that's seven. Mori came out this year. Yeah. And then it's like Elden Ring, that going on there? No, that's not going on the list. Um I think that, That's number one, isn't it? From software games are overrated. It's not going on the list. Sorry. It's like it's way above all of those games. It's like his own list. No, my hot take is that Horizon Forbidden West is higher than that, and nobody agrees with me on that, so that's fine. Yeah, that's a real spot. Your dad one. agrees with me, so I'm into that. That's <laughs> my dad's not played Elden Ring. That's because he's also a man of culture, Steve. <laughs> so but i got those three assume that god of war right and and pokemon both make the cut that's already 10 so i don't know dude i don't know what i'm doing i need to play i need to play the old the old god of war before i play the new one i don't think you have time like you don't know you, you, you gotta time. start it and beat it now like you gotta how long is it 40-ish hours? Oh, fuck. That's not going to happen. I think. No, this is not going to happen. And listen, you're not going to do that. You're not going to do that and then play Ragnarok right after that. That's just not... No, you're, I'm you're not. not that person. No. no. I'm definitely not. Which sucks, because you that, should play that's it. That's I need to take a day... That's like I need to take a week off work game. No, you don't. If you took it. a week off work, you could beat it quickly. That's the only thing yeah, you're doing. That's what I'm on about. That's I need to take a week off work, finish these all of these games, get through the backlog, and then I can catch up. Here's what you could do, Steve. If you don't do extras, 20 hours, apparently, you can beat the oh, main, that's If you main path it, you could beat yeah. the story in I've already hours. done 20, 20 hours in um, uh, Days Gone. I think I probably would have enjoyed Ragnarok more. Uh, yes. I think I think you would enjoy God of War more. 
<laughs> and plus, I'm I'm rewatching Stargate SG One because you know it's the 25th birthday and and it's my one of my favorite sci-fi series of all time. Sure, as one and does. And it's the voice, it's the voice of uh, Kratos in this. Christopher Judge, he plays. As, He's in uh, it. Yeah, he plays Tilk. He's one of the main main dudes yeah. on on this on SG One. I love that guy. Boy. <laughs> yeah, he's his, he's great. His fucking he's, voice he's really is so guy. intense. I love that dude. <laughs> also, I loved I loved like when that like right after that game came out and like him and the kid who played Atreus were like doing all the press together and stuff and they're they were like all buddy buddy and he's like he's, like he's like a little kid, right? Like he's like I don't know, 14 or whatever and he's like the normal size of a small kid and he's like this big dude. Like they just were like such Massive, a like they were yeah. such a cute like uh you know, like match on the press, yeah. Just like, oh, we had so much fun working together. But it's like, oh, you guys are, you guys are having fun. It's like when you see, um, uh, uh, uh what's it? Dwayne Johnson and the and the little dude from uh, when they were in the Jumanji press. Oh, Kevin Hart. <laughs> yeah. And when you see those two together, it's hilarious. That is funny. <laughs> Oh God! I uh, yeah. I don't know if I think he's uh, quite as cute, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> I guess it's a similar. It's a similar energy. Um, yeah. I like when big guys have little friends. You know, it's just cute. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I it's 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 surprisingly, I feel like it's come together and been a really good year for games. Like, I feel like it really felt... Yeah, real, really surprising. It uh, feels like it's the fruits of two years of delays and working from home and pandemic, and they've finally been able to put some games out. Even that, though, and right? Like, them... it's like, how much did that affect us last year? Like, there were lots of good games last year. 2020 yeah, was yeah, a great year not... for video games. 2020 was, wasn't. 2021, maybe. Yes, it was. 2020, we had Animal Crossing, Ghost of Tsushima, yeah, Last yeah. of Us Part but 2. 20, but, but 2021 wasn't. Like, 2020 wasn't last year. No, I know. I said, like, I said. Last year also. was, like, last year was, like, not hot, I don't think. Let's see. What were the top games released last year? Because I, you know, I don't know. I don't think it was bad. You think it was? No, but it's not like a slam dunk year, right? No, but we came like off we, of a slam dunk uh, year. It, and it felt like we had the the hype of the release of two new consoles and then the lull that came right after it where we're just like, we got any yeah. new games this generation? Fair enough. I mean, it's <laughs> like, like I, I, that's fair. But it's like, I'm looking at the list. It's like we had It Takes Two, we had Deathloop, we had Nier, we had Forza Horizon 4, you know, we had Resident Evil Village, we had Guardians of the Galaxy, we had Halo Infinite, which, uh, mixed bag, I guess, depending on who you're asking. You know, you had Psychonauts 2, like, uh, Disco Elysium, the final cut, came out that year, Hades came out. You know, um, Hades is a stretch. Like one point came out, but yeah, that was like out for ages. Yeah, but I, like, come on, like who's you know? Yeah. I don't know. Like the, a, but, decent, a decent year, but nothing like I think this year is going to shape up to be. When we get to game of the year season, I feel like there's probably going to be two or three contenders that is on everyone's lips, and I think it's probably going to be a more tightly contested contest than we thought. Probably in February this year when Elden Ring came out and the year was just looking barren. We were just like, okay, is this the only game that's coming up for game of the year this year? Yeah. I think I I, I think I agree with you that this year we'll we'll look back on it and think it was better than the previous year, but um I feel like we've been on a clip of good years. 
I feel like 2017 is arguably the best year in video games, and I feel like we've ridden that wave pretty much consistently since then. I feel like the last couple years have been, like, pretty strong. But, you know, I think either way. Um, comparing the how I felt at the beginning of this year to how I feel now in terms of, like, what games are in that conversation and, like, how interesting is that con- I think it's going to be tough, actually. I think I'm going to have a hard time coming up with a top 10 Um because I think there will be games that don't make the cut that I really want to give an honorable mention to, which that's great, right? If I if I can walk away with more than ten games that I think were bangers this year, that's it's a good year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, any year where I've played more than ten games is a good year. <laughs> That'll be the interesting. I'm gonna be like, huh? I completed uh, nineteen games this year, and they were all fired. Yeah, See? and then you go, and then you go, which ones came out this year? Oh. Okay, so I can't include the. No, that doesn't happen to me, Steve. That doesn't happen to me because you're the one who starts new games, plays them for five seconds, and then you're like, "Yeah, you know, didn't finish Horizon this year, but Days Gone." Yeah. Yeah, I know. But do you know what? That's what we need is uh, a PlayStation PC launcher cross by, and Horizon on it, and you can learn more about that on the sixteen podcast. <laughs> So go check that out. <laughs> Excellent plug. Yeah, go check out episode two of the Steam Deck podcast, please. Um, we greatly appreciate it. And if you listen, if you're listening on the audio version, go check out the new RSS, the new RSS for it if you haven't already. Uh, even if you don't own a Steam Deck, it's a good show. If you're into like PC gaming at all, it's good for you. Go yeah, like this this week was really PC, like the PlayStation PC launcher it could be any PC. It doesn't have to be a Steam Deck. Yeah, yeah, we talked about it quite a bit from the Steam Deck perspective, but there's we a whole did. other we side of it. We talked about it from the Steam Deck perspective, of course. I just don't want to undersell it. Like, it's still a Steam Deck yeah. podcast, don't get me wrong, but even if you don't own a Steam Deck, I think you could get something out of it. That's that's just my two. That's just one man's opinion, you know, just one. Uh, anyway, thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of this show. Remember, we'll have another extra Gamescom episode coming out uh, tomorrow. As of the time you're listening to this, uh, if you're listening to it the day it drops, if you are a patron listening to it early, I can't promise that it'll be up early because I, our subject, uh, the week is all messed up this week because of the events and stuff. So appreciate your understanding there. Um, but of course, we'll also have our uh, Nintendo Direct focused episode of Nintendo Noise later this week. And uh, we got another banger for you over on Steam Deck Podcast Episode 3. So make sure you go check out all the sister shows. If you enjoy what we're doing on this show, I'm sure you'll appreciate our fine slate of programming uh, across the channels. Are you going to say something? Yeah, and Twitch. And Twitch. Go check out Twitch. I'll be back next week with more Shamu 2. Um, or t- 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 actually, when is this going out? Is this going out today? It's Wednesday. I'll be back tonight with more Shemmy. <laughs> I'm, I'm live right now. <laughs> Twitch.tv/slash/flipscreengames. I probably am live right now as you're listening to this. So pause this. Go to Twitch.tv/slash/flipscreengames. Click follow if you're not already, and you'll get notified. Or if you can't catch it live, head over to Flipscreen Live. That's our brand new second YouTube channel where we have the archive of all of the vods. Uh, with regard to Shenmue Two. Those are going up a little late because right now I am in the process of re-uploading the entirety of Steve's Shenmue 1 run, uh, which is seven episodes. Episode 1 just dropped today. So as of recording, by the time you're listening to this, episode 2 should already be live. So uh, yeah, if you want to go... It's really like 15 hours long. Yeah, it's pretty long. <laughs> My God. So if you want to go check that out... How many hours of that is just forklift driving? Go find out because I really don't know. I'll tell you what, as somebody who scrubbed it, more than you would think. More than you would think. 
Um, I was making thumbnails, and I was like, oh, what happened in this one? And it's like, fuck, he's just racing forklifts in this fucking one. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> like two whole episodes, I think. <laughs> yeah, so go check that out. Um, it's 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 been a lot of fun getting those um, those videos up for everybody. So if you've if you've never been able to make it to a Twitch stream or um, you know you have to leave them midway or whatever, like now you have the ability to go watch the rest of what went down. So hope you go check it out. Uh, and if you want to write in, if you want to show your support, if you want to get involved in our Discord, anything. Anything in our community, head over to flipscreen.games. That's our website. You'll find links to all the places we are. You can find links to our Patreon if you want to go above and beyond to support us. Um, if you want to write into the show, we got the Discord. We got the email address. However you choose to get involved, however you choose to interact, we thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Flipscreen Games podcast. For the crew, I've been Pete. He's been Steve. We'll see you next week. No, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Threw me off my game. <laughs>